Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Employment Law Matters. I'm joined today by Andrew Allen QC for a sneak preview of the webinar that he's going to be doing as part of www.employmentwebinars.co.uk on the 7th of May. Andrew is actually our closing speaker out of the 28 barristers speaking on 28 topics over 28 different webinars. Andrew is the head of the employment work group at Outer Temple Chambers. He was appointed to Silk in mid-March this year, just as lockdown was taking hold in a ceremony he's described as a bit like a wedding in a war zone. He's been an employment judge, a fee-paid employment judge for nearly a decade. He sits as a recorder. He also acts as an expert witness in Middle Eastern law. And Andrew is going to be talking with me on the 7th of May, and indeed as a sneak preview today about whistleblowing. Welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett. Andrew Allen, it's been over 20 years since the Public Interest Disclosure Act 1998 came fully into force in Great Britain. Do you think it serves its purpose? Well, does it protect all of those who genuinely raise concerns about potentially important matters, particularly, I would say, in our public services? Clearly not. Does it provide a mechanism by which misguided or even opportunistic claims can be resisted in a cost-effective manner by employers? Clearly not. There are still organisations, indeed sectors of the economy, where it's still the norm to close ranks against the whistleblower. There are also situations in which an individual making accusations perceived as being cloaked by a whistleblowing shield can cause havoc and unfairly damage reputations. And there are disputes in the employment tribunal which get out of control. They can sometimes destroy those who make protected disclosures and those who might take action against them. And that's not constructive. But it's not the fault of the legislation or indeed the case law. The problem is our, frankly, sclerotic and underfunded justice system, including the employment tribunal system, which doesn't offer a sufficiently speedy and low-cost resolution to disputes. Now, last year, there was a case in the Court of Appeal called Ibrahim and HCA International Limited, in which actually one of our colleagues from Chambers, Keith Bryant, who's uh, also speaking on the 28 webinars on disability discrimination and unfavourable treatment, appeared. I've used that case, uh, I hope successfully, we're waiting for a result in, in a 20-day in a employment tribunal hearing in the recent past. But Andrew, can you tell us what that case is about and why it's important? Well, it was a case in which, in fact, I think the biggest surprise occurred in the Employment Appeal Tribunal before it went to the, the Court of Appeal. And the surprise was that the legal obligation in terms of what a qualifying disclosure needs to tend to show a breach of in my mind, it's usually a contractual obligation. I hadn't really ever considered that defamation could come under this section. And in this case, the Employment Appeal Tribunal held that a worker's complaint that colleagues were falsely blaming him for breaches of confidentiality, such that he had to clear his name, was clearly an allegation that he was being defamed, although he didn't ever use that precise legal terminology. Now, I think that places quite a burden on employment tribunals to work out what legal category things fall into. And it does emphasise the great importance of the Black Bay process at a case management stage of identifying what legal obligations are said to have been breached. 
But the case, as you've said, did then go on to the Court of Appeal, and that placed another burden on tribunals when it comes to asking unrepresented litigants about their belief in what might reasonably have been contemplated as being in the public interest. And indeed, that's the point I used in a long case recently where the claimant had given no evidence on the public interest element and given no evidence she thought that her disclosure was in the public interest. She was legally represented. And we're using the Ibrahim decision to say there's a gap in the boxes that have to be ticked for a whistleblowing claim and that there's a technical fault, which means the claim simply cannot succeed. And as I said, we're waiting for the decision on that one. Andrew Ellen, tell me the one thing that you're hoping nobody asks you during our webinar on the 7th of May. Well, I'm hoping that you're not going to ask me what the most important recent whistleblowing case is, because I think that the most important recent whistleblowing case isn't the one that I was in in the Court of Appeal, which is the one that I most want to talk about in this webinar, but it's bound to be the Supreme Court's ruling in Gillam and the Ministry of Justice, which, as I'm I'm sure most of your listeners will know, is, is about a district judge being allowed to bring a whistleblowing case, despite not falling under the definition of worker or employee. And that case is very important, not only for the growing trend of judges to litigate against the Ministry of Justice, and not only for whistleblowing law, because there you have a a judge using an argument that her freedom of of expression was not secured without discrimination because her status as a judge was excluding her from exercising whistleblower rights. And this was a breach of Article 14 of the European Convention on Human Rights. Now, it opens the gate for other status challenges to be made by individuals who don't qualify for rights under the Employment Rights Act because they're neither employees nor workers. Arguments that we thought had been put to bed about volunteers, non-executive directors, other office holders, may now resurface using this Supreme Court decision. And I think it's a, a very important decision, which we're going to hear a lot about once the courts reopen. Andrew, thank you very much. And that was Andrew Allen QC giving a sneak preview on what he's going to be talking about on the 7th of May 2020 as part of the 28 Barrister, 28 Topic, 28 Webinar series of webinars that I'm organising to benefit the free representation unit. And you can register at www.employmentwebinars.co.uk. The first webinar is coming up this Monday, the 20th of April, and I hope to see you all there. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. I'm Daniel Barnett from Outer Temple Chambers. Bye-bye. Any information on this podcast is for general guidance only. Always seek legal advice. Please see full terms at www.danielbarnett.co.uk forward slash podcast terms.